0: Catherine McGee is the co-founder and CEO of the sexual wellness brand Playground, an industry leader launching intentionally designed products for women. Catherine is a true powerhouse and I'm so excited for our conversation today. Hi everyone and welcome to Founder Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs about some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. I believe in collaboration over competition as I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or you're simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. Now, without further ado, it's like to welcome our guest for today, Catherine McGee. She's the co-founder and CEO of Playground, a female-founded sexual wellness brand that champions women to explore and elevate sex as an essential part of their overall wellness. With over 15 years of experience in the beauty industry, working with Bare Minerals, Buxom Cosmetics, and Rodan and Fields, Catherine is the ultimate innovator of empowering intentional products for women and has channeled just that into Playground. I love that SkinCan Cosmetics have also served as an inspiration for the brand, and you can see it in every touchpoint, from their mood-enhancing packaging to their sensual scents and product names. From working alongside co-founder and chief brand advisor, Christina Aguilera, to spearheading a wider conversation on sexual pleasure and health, Catherine has truly created a brand that is groundbreaking in many ways. So Catherine, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: I'm so happy to be talking with you, Akash.
0: So my first question, um, I'm curious to hear your answer. Who, in a nutshell, is Catherine?
1: Wow. I I think that changes almost on a daily basis. But if I had to say in a nutshell, it definitely is the fact that, well, I'm a mom of a 12-year-old, a 12-year-old boy, and that's always a fun, interesting journey. Um, But also uh, right now, Playground is so near and dear to my heart and you've already tapped on it, but I really love creating products that Uh, women love, right. And that women make women feel better about themselves. That's sort of been the through line through everything that I've done. And um, because Playground is touching on a subject around sex and wellness, which is not always the most comfortable conversation, I'm even more passionate about it because it's Mm -hmm. really important.
0: Uh, And I want to know sort of like your um, main aha moment like pivotal moment where you started to really start honing into this category because as a beauty lover there is so many different verticals right that we can go to but Mm -hmm. sexual wellness I think is one of the most important but also potentially not one of the most tapped into I would say right so tell us your experience with it
1: so in my back with my background it's been so sales marketing and operations focused as well as really breaking down and understanding marketplaces and so I'm kind of always doing that in the cosmetics and color uh, and skincare category but when I knew I wanted to set out and do something on my own I started looking at what I would call adjacent categories and while I was doing that you know finally having conversations with my friends and this all started honestly five or six years ago having a conversation with my girlfriend we were talking about like those awful adult stores and how we've all been in them but then how awful they made us feel about ourselves and women couldn't you know every time we talked about it women couldn't start talk; they couldn't stop like couldn't either like get shy or laugh about it and it just made me kind of dig in further and further, um, and, and really, and really see that, that while this category, it has a high need for women. And like, we can go into that. It really is. It's not just not serving them. It was doing a disservice to them, right? It was, it was continuing the ideas of making women feel ashamed, or as if they had a problem with them, right? No one's excited to walk down that aisle. This is not like I'm in Sephora and I'm walking down the lipstick aisle. It was the opposite of that. And I, I found that to be so such a profound moment for me, um, and that's how this whole thing started.
0: That's so exciting. So, okay, I I normally start a bit like um, about the childhood and and then I kind of weave into the story, um, but I just want to get straight into and then we'll after talk about, uh, I think, your your beauty career. But tell us how the name Playground came to be and also the story of how you met um, your co-founder as well, Christina.
1: Playground did take quite a long time. I was working at another, I was head of marketing for another cosmetics company and I was. Kind of always torn, right? When you're starting this journey of like, do I stay here? I'm making a good salary, blah blah blah. But you know that burning passion has to kind of keep igniting for you to make such a move. Um, but then the more research that I did, and really we started off we started off by doing a survey to 20,000 women, asking them about their experiences with these products, asking about their feelings about this product. It was such an eye opener. Um, it definitely got to this point where. I could not, not do it. Um, Although a whole other story is like how I didn't tell anybody for a long time, because what are you going to do? Tell your husband and your, and your father that you're launching like a line of personal lubricants. Um, So I went down this journey for such a long time. And then the one thing though, it goes back to is that this category felt like people said, I have a problem Mm. and we're like, wait a second. You know, if you're selling mascara, we don't say your eyelashes are dry and brittle. You know, we say wear mascara. It'll make you feel confident and look beautiful. And what this category was saying, yes, you do have a problem. And you should use these terrible ingredients and feel bad about yourself. And so I wanted a name that was really fun. Mm. Um, you know, and, and and really we could turn it upside down on its head. I was jogging, doing my like daily jog to the Golden Gate Bridge and it it just struck me, and I was just like, if we can nail this brand and this messaging, you know, we say playground, we're up for fun, down for anything, mm. but we're really about championing all women to invest in their sexual experiences and then open up that conversation about how it does connect to your overall wellness.
0: That's so powerful. And um, wait, I did want to ask because you said twenty thousand consumers very casually. How do you? How did you? St- get to this, how did he get to survey and ask this many people? It's incredible.
1: Well, it, there's so many new tools that we have now that we didn't even have 10 years ago, right? So I actually started out my beauty career at L'Oreal and I used to sit in these, you know, behind the, the glass focus groups. That was what we did way back when. And now I'm, I'm, I use Polefish. Um, and then we, of course, we, 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 of course, also do one-on-one interviews and Zoom focus groups. So we really yeah. kind of make sure that uh, we, we connect to and talk to women in all kinds of different ways. But it's been important because in our category, there is no research. There is no understanding of what women really want in this space. So we have to take it upon ourselves. We're doing a lot of things like, From hiring our own chemist from before we even launched to having to do our own research, there's just the space is so nascent, we're kind of having to do a lot of things from scratch that maybe you wouldn't do in other categories. So true.
0: And I think this is where a perfect example of prior experience and tapping into your knowledge from pre-existing companies can really help you in founding a business. And sometimes I even think when you're in those companies, be curious, start to like pre-planned that. Like I remember when I was in my first, one of my recent jobs at Dior before I created Fable in Maine, I was like um, just trying to interview as many people as I could in all different industries in the company. Uh, I, I would kind of share my knowledge of influencer marketing. And then if they found it interesting, ask for the return of CRM or something. Right. And it was so great because now creating my brand, I've been able to tap into that kind of breadth of knowledge that existed in those companies and sometimes these tools or um, I guess the, yeah, platforms that potentially like you wouldn't know as a startup, but then can be really valuable later on. So it's a really good tip that you mentioned there as well.
1: And I love the word curiosity, too. I mean, curiosity is it helps you from n- never being uh, prejudging anything, making decisions too early. You can't really be upset about any bad news because all you ever want to do is learn and be curious. So I love that you said that. I think that's such a critical piece of being an entrepreneur. Exactly.
0: And it, and it never stops. That curiosity is keep on, keep on needing to be itched, you know? And I think it's really exciting that it, it keeps you uh, grounded, but also keeps you full of learning. So it's important. Um, and then, yeah, so you t- I want to know how you met both your, you know, your co-founders, Christina and Sandy.
1: Yeah, I'll start. I'll start with Sandy. So Sandy and I have known each other for... Over 15 years. So we actually have a lot of history. We worked together at Bare Minerals, although at the time they called it Bare Essentials.
0: Yes, I remember. And
1: I was in two roles in that company. We both started fairly early on. We actually both were living in New York City and were recruited to move to San Francisco around fairly the same time. And she worked in product development And she's, her career is, she has this amazing career in product development, and I've always really admired her uh, and her abilities. And then when I said to myself, I said, you know what, I'm going to officially start Playground if and only if Sandy joins me as co-founder. But I wasn't certain that she would. Um, And so I put on my best sales hat, which now I have to put on all the time. And But, you know, it wasn't really a big sales because I think once she really understood our mission and what we wanted to do. And also the fact that what we do that's a bit different than anyone else is that we create our own formulations from scratch. And that is rare in this category because you have to be cleared by the FDA as a medical device. So most people do not take that step. However, these formulas haven't changed in over 50 years um, so that was a real challenge for her so she what so she joined and that's what we said let's let's do it let's not look back um, and then you know s- shortly thereafter as we started sharing playground with more and more people um, we were connected very serendipitously to Christina and um, I will say Sandy and I initially, we we were creating a brand, you know, we're creating a, a sexual wellness brand called Playground and weren't really looking for a, a, a very high profile face to join that, to share that space with Playground. But then what we realized is we actually need some really powerful voices. And and not just one, many, right? Like how do we share with women the messages that we have or really let them know that they're not alone in in their experiences and, and needs and feelings without that? And it was just very natural for her to come on board. And she is as passionate about Playground as I am and Sandy.
0: Wow. that's And what I love is it's a true, you can really feel it um, through what I've seen on social. I mean, I mean, you can feel a lot from this. Virtual space, but there's a true <laughs> sense of love to the products, a need for the products. And it doesn't feel like, you know, there's a lot of these, um, whether we bucket them into different names, celebrity, high there's, profile, there's so many different words. And I think mm. sometimes there can be a little bit of this taboo on this topic, but actually, you know more than anyone what kind of co-founder Christina is and it's truly someone that's willing to put in the work but also be passionate about what's being built for the community out there. That's the number one thing, right? It's, it's, um, it's putting people's health and, and well being first and I think that's a great way to look at it and it is something that I think really does warrant the space of if you create something so great and you have the ability to have more people seeing it and experiencing it, I think that's a beautiful thing to do. So I think um, I love this sort of very organic way of how you've all trio kind of created this mm-hmm. brand, um, yes. which is, which is um, very purposeful and mindful, I think. Um, but uh, I know it's probably not been easy to to launch um, a product in, in a very tough time. And Because was it, what, am I right to say like COVID was uh, at the moment where it all kind of was still happening and starting?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I think there was a lot of brands that came out of COVID which which will be studied in 5 or 10 years from now. Yep. And I don't I don't want to say that COVID was the reason why we started the brand. It just sort of happened during that space, but that's when it started. We officially launched though in in um 14 months ago. And so we are still fairly young. Yeah. But again, Um, and so therefore we are experiencing all the, all the startup type early challenges that everybody experiences. I imagine no matter what, how fast you're growing or not.
0: I mean, I, I I know 14 months to us seems like 14 years in some ways, right? (laughs) But it is very, it's crazy crazy how, um, yeah, it kind of also can feel sometimes so quick and also so long. So I'm sure Mm -hmm. you probably experience if you look back at so many, moments mm-hmm. of learnings I call them I don't call them like mm-hmm. um you know ups and downs I call them they're just amazing moments to learn and grow um but uh mm-hmm. you, you did you launch with um all your current four um SKUs or did you have a uh, hero SKU at launch what was the launching strategy
1: the launching strategies we launched with a line of four libido enhancing clean lubricants and the reason why we launched with four is because in this category i call it the one skew fits all category Uh, there's water-based lubricant which represents the vast majority of the category and that's it it's just water-based and then you know they have the silicone thing but we were looking at it you know saying you know it goes in a woman's body and so we really wanted to formulate it from that perspective and We also believe women have different needs or we know through our survey that if you are a postpartum woman or you're a woman in menopause or you're a woman who, you know, has other type of challenges, gets UTIs, for example, you have different needs. Um, Taking it back to skincare, we don't create skincare for acne skin the same way we create skincare for fine lines and wrinkles. And so we want to talk to women based on their needs and experiences, um, their feelings versus just some definition that's been around for, you know, a hundred years. Yeah.
0: And I think that's something that people, um, I think, can really feel when they discover your products. But can you tell us a bit about the different four love, stash, date, night, mini escape and after hours?
1: Right. So we launched with this line of four water-based lubricants because it is the number one type of product that women prefer. So so we wanted and, and the, but when we were looking at these these lubricants, well some of them have ingredients, you know, that you wouldn't even put on your face. <laughs> yeah. And so we set out to make how can we make a the the cleanest, most efficacious formula on the market? We also know that there was a couple things that like v- people don't care. They don't like, they don't like that it's sticky and they don't like that you have to reapply and they don't like the smell. I mean, it's such, It's it sounds so basic if you're coming from other categories. It was actually really hard challenge for us to do. So we set out to create this base formula that really, we're longer lasting. We have five ingredients in our formula. It's really never been used in this category before, but that are super foods for food, hyaluronic acid, citric acid, vitamin E, bamboo extract. Um, We have a proprietary adaptogen complex, all of these things. And then what we did for this first line, and you know, we're launching our next um, product mood maker, which is an oil-based lubricant. But for this line, it's It is differentiated by, it's an essence, we call it. Mm -hmm. Your sense of smell is important, right? It's a very important sense for us, but it's the most important sense in the bedroom. And in the bedroom, we react very negatively to things that aren't like bad senses of smell, bad touch. It's just as humans as we do it. And because some of these products really have like a chemical or unpleasant smell, we wanted to, instead of not just Not have that, but we really wanted to help set moods in the bedroom with these different senses. So we have um, date night, an essence of champagne and vanilla, after hours is an essence of um, musk and oud wood. And, you know, the other thing we know, right, is that um, six out of 10 women have a little trouble getting aroused in the bedroom. Um, and we should talk about this. It's very, very natural. Mm-hmm. So anything we can do that helps to amp up the mood, and um, is we we want to do that.
0: That's and and I, I one thing I, I saw was um, there's a lot of statistics on the website, which I learned a lot as well. Like nine out of ten women need lube. Do you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eighty five percent of women have difficulty achieving an orgas- orgasm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just great that you're really. Encouraging less stigma, and I think, as you said, let me actually write, say this: less stigma, more stimulation. It's perfect. You know, the better everything. I love your your verbiage, um, and also I loved. I think it was on your product pages. You had like BFF, like bedside stories, bed, <laughs> your, bedtime, your bed, your
1: bedside yeah. best friends. I That's love it. I playground think it's is
0: so good. It's so good. And tell us about your newly launched oil-based lubricant.
1: It's called Mood Maker. Um, it is, we have been working on this product for so long and we're very excited about it. The difference between our water-based lubricants and Mood Maker is that our water-based lubricants are condom safe, which is really important that we have a formula uh, that people can feel safe with if they're using for, for lubricants. But how many couples don't need a a condom whether they're trying to get pregnant or they're in an intimate relationship and so we created an oil-based lubricant really designed for couples and it feels so luxurious it has these amazing silk ingredients um apricot oil um, amongst a, a number of others, and it also has this, like I call it, an intoxicating floral vanilla essence that really we feel like helps. It help like, people look at this product and they get excited about it, and we're excited. And it's in a beautiful gold foil bottle. So creating wow. a product that feels like your favorite co- uh, color cosmetic or skincare bottle that is actually really nourishing for your skin. Um, I mean, we we actually have people come back to us and say, it's great as an oil-based lubricant, but really it's great for pre-play, as, as we call it. And, you know, going back to the statistics a little, because I think this is really important, you know, um, 15 million men in the United States suffer from erectile dysfunction. It's a huge category and you hear about it everywhere, including Super Bowl ads. But Sixty million women have sexual arousal, or dysfunction, or or irritation and pain in the bedroom. Sixty million, mm-hmm. six times more women, and it's just not something that we pay attention to. Um, and so when we, you know, when we say yes, it's sexual wellness. That wellness world is where it is really, really important to us, because it's not even about like before it was like women just accepted having pain and discomfort in the bedroom. And what we're trying to do is shift the pendulum even farther to say, well, you shouldn't, you should actually be having pleasure in the bedroom as well. And you should be also, it's such an important intimate moment with your partner, right? This person that you really care about and love about. So, you know, for us, I have gone from joking, you know, we say we're going to break the ice with women to break the norm in the be- in the bedroom to just being open and talking about it because it is one it we it is an essential part of our overall health. So you, there, that's the underlining story of why we created Playground and why we created Mood Maker. But then, what I love about Mood Maker uh, is that it is. It is beautiful and fun. And we really believe will elevate everybody's relationship and experiences with their partner in the bedroom.
0: Right. I'm, well, I'm so excited for um, everyone to experience this product. But where is it? Like, So where can people currently, uh, is it D2C first? Is there some retail plans? Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about, yeah, we yep. can find it.
1: So for, for, uh, for Playground, we are sold on urbanoutfitters.com, revolve.com. We are going into a few other retailers very soon. And then, but for for Mood Maker, um, we are initially just launching it on our website and then also on Amazon.
0: Amazing. Well, we're going to continue the podcast, but just in case, the the link is in the summary so people can tap straight away. But uh, tap and then listen so you can shop and listen. (laughs) Don't just fully leave this podcast, but at helloplayground.com. But so, Catherine, I I do want to talk a little bit about, I guess... um, Sort of some of the experiences you've had in um, beauty, like in the past, working for conglomerates, now owning your brand. What advice would you give to? and My first question is: What would you give um, to those that have a co-founder? Like how? Like and also myself, because uh, I have a co-founder, my sister. Mm-hmm. What? Like mm-hmm. how would you cultivate a really strong relationship when you have someone else with you um, at the foundership level?
1: Well, as we all know, it is one of the most important. Decisions and relationships you have. Uh, I I talk to Sandy more than I talk to my husband at, at, right right now. So it's such an important. I mean, we were lucky in the sense that we'd known each other, um, and then she's so skilled at what she she does. From a formulation perspective, a supply chain perspective, a production perspective, and it was also very helpful that while we both held senior roles, so we kind of understand that whole go-to-market process. We really respect each other's roles, and so coming into it that way and having someone with this much experience, you know, you, you lead by respect and. The other thing that I can't say I knew exactly prior to us joining together and that we've had to sort of learn is that, like, how do you deal with conflict? Mm. And I don't think necessarily we have conflict, but we have we don't always see eye to eye, or we don't uh, always see perfectly eye to eye. Like maybe she's sixty percent there and forty percent there, or vice versa. Um, but we, but what we've done is we've talked about how important that is to our business. That is really important. That you know, there's one always one other person in the room that is not afraid to voice their thoughts, concerns, um, or or all the different sides of a conversation and that we recognize how important that is to our business. Right. Like, but, but and I think, I think again, um, sometimes I joke, I'm like, oh gosh, I wish I was 25 and starting a company. Uh, but I'm not. And I value that so much now, you know, also the fact that we've worked at really big companies, we've worked, mm. we've seen successes of, and we've seen failures and for us to avoid, you know, not the little failures, but the big ones, it is more important for us to be honest and to hear the good, bad and ugly. And we are not, we do not shy away from it at all.
0: Uh, And I think it's very, very important advice that you just shared, because um, it's okay to also admit that it's not easy. And there'll be moments where we all do things that, you know, we have to sometimes um, check in with ourselves and be like, oh, hang on, like, why am I thinking this? Or why am I feeling this way? Mm -hmm. And it's only because we all care, right? But it's it's natural for co-founders to put in their heart and soul and have moments where it doesn't always, you know, you're not always going to see eye to eye, but it's important to consistently check in with yourself and then with each other. I mean, ultimately. you
1: shouldn't see eye to eye, right? No, if, if, in a way, if she's, you're right, yeah. you shouldn't see eye to eye because she, you know, Sandy's Sandy has to spearhead some really important sides of our business, including getting FDA cleared, which is a, a unique side to our our company. Like, we're not a cosmetic company; we are actually we consider ourselves a medical device company because we are regulated like a medical device. And so, I have to trust that she is going to continue to be curious and continue to really become an expert in that space. And she has to trust that I'm going to go interface with retailers or, or whatnot. And so we're bringing different perspectives to the table. Um, and therefore we have to, we recognize that we are going to see things differently. I mean, and doesn't that just represent what we should all be doing with each other in life,
0: <laughs> right? I, across I different it's
1: cultures and across- That's a way
0: to think about it. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like, this is what we should be doing across everyone is, is the beauty of our own individuality. And and it kind of perfectly alludes to the fact that when we say, you know, you need to have your own remit, you need to have your own kind of ways where you can all learn from each other, but do your own thing. Um, So I'm going to, I'm going to sometimes the next time I have a little tiff with my sister, I'll be like, Hey, it's okay. We don't need to be seeing eye to eye right now. Because sometimes I actually <laughs> convince myself, like, why are we not seeing eye to eye? But you've just opened my eyes on something. Like, it's not always a bad thing. And it's not always, un- it's, it shouldn't be something that you should go against. But you should be always respectful of each other. I think mean, that's, like, the, the key word, right? And making sure. And, that, and,
1: like, you know, I never said, I haven't said this phrase, honestly, since being a big company. But, like, maybe the 80-20 rule applies here, where... yeah. You don't have to agree 20% of the time. And even if you disagree, you can say that's 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 your co-founder's world. Mm. She is your co-founder. Therefore, you give her trust and you just let her run with it, right? Just like with your spouse, right? With my partner. Mm. You know, I definitely don't agree with him all the time. But sometimes I just have to agree with him because – the relation There's certain times where the relationship is is more important than you know a puny little decision, uh, and then sometimes recognize when it's not
0: exactly, exactly. And that's a perfectly good, great way to say it, and also, um, something I need to remember as well. Very, very, very <laughs> wise. Um, and then so we're kind of going to go backwards a bit because usually I do start with like you know the childhood, and I said, and then the, the career, and then the brands. So now I'm going to go back a bit. So now the career, um, you've had. Incredible experiences throughout a variety of different companies, but um if you could summarize I guess a little bit about those experiences, but also some of the biggest learnings that have helped you building your brand today, I know we spoke about a few, but maybe some other things yeah you
1: know, you know i um I loved that one of the words you said here i've already kind of honed in on it, and it it's just about being curious mm. and actually, I was, born in Le- I was born in London. I lived in Europe ah, no until way. I was 14 years old. My dad was in the military. So I've always thought of myself as an American. However, I didn't actually live in the U.S. until I was in high school. One of the smaller pivotal things in my life is when I went to business school, I was the first person on either side of my family to go to grad school or undergrad, actually. I just felt like I needed to accomplish these things and then I was lucky enough to get an internship at L'Oreal during my business school and that was really 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 fun right and it and I learned so much about that space and then after that ended up getting a job at Bare Essentials and can't say enough great things about that company because at the time it was very small so you really were having this fast growth entrepreneurial experience in a category that was fun and exciting. And I remember my close friends in New York City couldn't believe I would go to this small little mineral makeup company that was hawking product on QVC. That's literally how they, they thought about it. And it was just fun to be around true entrepreneurs like Leslie Blodgett and learn a ton. Um, then I also worked at Rodan and Fields, and one of the things I would say you talked about lessons is when you are on a rocket ship, you give yourself a lot of credit for being on a rocket ship, uh, whether you're a junior, senior, or an executive, but you just don't realize it. So you learn a lot of good things. Um, but you're really pretty protected. And it wasn't until 10 years ago or so when I started to work at smaller companies that I realized, oh, no, we have to build that engine and create that momentum ourselves. Uh, and that was a big eye-opener for me. And I think a lot of people have a hard time transitioning from large companies to small companies for various reasons. Uh, but it, So that that was one of the big lessons that I took away. And then also like every, you know, you were talking about every company, every launch is different. So you can reflect on some of the bigger lessons in your past and experience, but you also have to realize that everything you do is net new and, and different. And the same answers do not apply. So more lessons in my background, but, uh, that's a little, that's a little bit of it. And, uh, you know, I think like if you know me, you know that I'm one of these people who like, I've written like 20 business plans. I come up with a new product name. By breakfast every morning, um, so uh, curiosity and exploration is probably the main reason why I do this. I just might—that's how my my—I'm happier that way when my brain is always like running a million miles an hour.
0: Um, I, I can relate very much to this too, so uh, that, that's why I sometimes I uh, either create new business ideas or I, I do puzzles. It keeps my brain uh, ticking in the morning. So that's something as well to look into. Is is like. Have a puzzle book every morning. Because some of the, my, I actually learned this from my CEO at Dior. He used to call me in his room and uh, I used to be like, Am I in trouble? He was like, Sit down. And I'm like, Okay. And he'll be like, We're gonna, I'm going <laughs> to <Sounds> test like- <laughs> you in some puzzles. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God. And literally, I was like, Am I going to be in trouble? Like, shouldn't I be working? Like, he's like, No, don't worry. Just sit down and let's do some puzzles. Because we had a really good relationship. And I thought, Wow! Like this. This is a CEO of Dior doing puzzles every like every day. There must be something to it mm-hmm, with business mm-hmm. and you know, challenging your mind and stuff. Curiosity
1: yeah. and creativity. Curiosity. I mean, it's why we consume books. It's why people are listening to this podcast mm-hmm. right now.
0: Exactly. We're always wanting to learn and and challenge our our mind and and yeah, be curious. It's a perfect word. I think that's like the, that's like definitely going to be in the title of this <laughs> episode. Is some form of curiosity or curious because that's a key word of this. Um, and then. Now just reminding a little bit more, I just want to know some of those early memories of beauty for you growing up in London. I'm curious to know, yeah, some of those beauty rituals you grew up with.
1: Well, that's, what's very interesting is, so my mom is French. My mom was born and raised in Paris and my mom is an au natural person through and through. So I didn't really get, exp- but skincare has always been important uh, and sunscreen has always been important. So growing up, I did not actually learn a ton about that until I moved into this category. And what I, and again, I, I think it goes back to me. I, I you know, I, I, I never was a person that like spent 20 minutes in front of the mirror doing my makeup, but I, mm. I really, really saw how it made people feel better. So going into the bathroom or like, you know, you're at a restaurant, you go into the bathroom, someone's applying products, I will go up to them and say, why are you using that product? Tell me about it. And I, it just, it's, I loved how it gave women confidence confidence. And, you know, we can talk about whether that's a good or bad thing. I think it's anything that gives women confidence and makes them happy. Is. We should, we should celebrate. Um, and, but also that's, that ties back to playground because that is not what's happening with this category. I want women mm-hmm. to start talking about their sexual wellness as much as they're talking about putting on makeup in a bathroom, that same level of enthusiasm.
0: And I think that's like the perfect full circle moment. Cause you've just answered it so beautifully where you you know, you've been curious about seeing how beauty makes people feel and empowered. And, um, you've just wanted that to live through a lot of these verticals and some of these underrepresented. And, um, I would say, yeah, um, verticals that I feel when you take a step back, like, you know, you're painting something, you take a step back and you're like, wait, why is this not being celebrated? Why is it not, you know, with beautiful aromas and scents and empowering, and exciting, and fun, and 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 a topic that we don't want to showcase mm-hmm. on your mm-hmm. your you know your bedside BFF, <laughs> it mm-hmm. has to be celebrated. I love exactly what what you've done. Um, I'm really curious to know, sort of, you know, you we mentioned some of the the newness that just launched, but what's on the horizon, like 2024? What's what's on the what's on the pipeline?
1: You know, so what Playground is focused on is products that are the intersection of pleasure and wellness mm. or pleasure and health. You know, like when we think about skincare, it, we really think about how our skin looks, right? And how other people perceive our skin to look. But it, at the same time, it's about sun protection. It's about anti-aging. It's about preventing us from getting skin cancer and that exists in this category, and we really want to create that, right? So, when we think about urinary tract infections, for example, well, we think about lubricants and now Moon Maker as this beautiful um, product you can bring into the bedroom that increases your pleasure and increases intimacy, but it also decreases friction, pain, dryness. 80% of urinary tract infections are caused by sexual sex mm. and so using these products also help there's a prevention side of them as well so there's so much to talk about there but we also believe that there's so much to do in that space of connecting pleasure with health also this week i'm so excited to share playground's first ever brand collab it is with Flirtamall. Playground Times Florida Mall and it we're creating amazing collections called Playdate and Private Party that feature Playground's Mood Maker intimacy oil with a very special flirtamal lingerie item and we love this collaboration because it's all about getting in the mood and having these special in-bedroom experiences that are beautiful and feminine and right in time for holiday so uh we're really excited about this this collaboration and, and our partnership with such a great brand
0: that's so exciting, and uh, I'll make sure I put the link again in the summaries. So people can just tap straight away and see the collab. But that's uh, yeah, I, I know the feeling of you know a, a collab is, is so exciting because it's just like again, a my motto more collaboration, less competition. B mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. you're spreading your mission and your message to more people out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a great feeling to have, and, and it's normalizing
1: yeah. and normal like I think for us, it's how do we connect with. Um, other normal normal brands in other categories yeah. to yeah. help th- make people think of this as a normal category that we should experience exactly. and not in like the, you know, bottom of a drugstore
0: somewhere. Exactly. No, it's um, it's very, very true. But um, so now we're going to go to fire round questions, Catherine. But um, <laughs> I do have my first, my desert island situation, which you can imagine what I'm going to say. But if you could bring one Of your SKUs current, like that's available right now, on this island, only one, what are you going to bring?
1: Oh, okay. Well, it would be Mood Maker. um, maker. Because Mood Maker really multitasks to be an amazing, like nourishing body oil for your erogenous zones. And it just smells so good. So I imagine if I was on a deserted island, I'm a very social person. I would be feeling very depressed. So I would need sort of an uplifting, beautiful essence
0: i love that great great uh i think also can you maybe can you tell us just really quickly what is the scent notes because i'm curious
1: uh yes it is uh vanilla sandalwood rose and lang lang oh,
0: divine oh wow that's amazing okay and it's that's all
1: a- it's all essential oils so it's also clean vegan um yeah. and we call this product Uh, it's, it's nourishing for the vagina too. It's like, it's like an aphrodisiac for the vagina.
0: Love that. That's, I've never actually heard of a product. Like, this is amazing. And also I think, is there, is there, is there some science behind those specific scents and pleasure as well? Like, is that something that's been discovered? There's
1: a lot of science between Mm. that and pleasure or rather between that and chemistry. Mm. And it's really interesting. So we know our date night with an essence of vanilla, um, and champagne is a favorite among men. Mm. Uh, we won't go into the psychology, but it has to do with like chocolate chip cookies and your mom and things that, you know, that really f- make you feel welcome and at home. <clears throat> and then women yeah. really love oud wood because it is, well, it, you know, a, a lot of women do because it is the closest smell to pheromones. Yeah. So there is actually some, some science to it, but of course, like an ingredient like vanilla is really interesting because it's the most popular ingredient, um, for a, a, a fragrance, but mm. they're different qualities yeah. and, and so they can smell very different and how they so, layer, as we all know in this space. You know, exactly. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> so true. Oh, amazing. So now fire round questions. First thing that comes to your mind. The first question is what's another beauty brand that you're currently loving right now?
1: I'll just go the one that I've had, a two that I've had, I'm going to do too, Brand Crush, too. Drunk you Elephant too. and Supergoop. Yeah. Um, Supergoop yeah. because they really led the way in thinking about high-quality ingredients in their category. And even when, you know, similarly in the sense that sunscreen used to be a drugstore brand, right? Lubricants is a drugstore brand. And so we had to reinvent our own product because we will not use drugstore Ingredient uh, quality ingredients mm,
0: i love that it's both two great brands and and i uh, i actually would love to see one day a collab between Supercoop and um oh, both brands and, and Playground. <laughs> so, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm
1: that'd be amazing i'd love that <laughs> yes
0: uh, <laughs> um my next question is what or where is your happy place
1: uh that's a really good question the first thing that comes to my mind is with my australian labradoodle shady yeah
0: that's beautiful. He just
1: brings, he always brings happiness. How old is he? Shady is five. Shady's five. He, he is the wimpiest dog on the planet. And all oh. he likes to do is cuddle. He uh, does not, he is like, we joke, we joke that he's like a city dog through and through. He doesn't want to do natures or hiking or any of those kinds of things. He just wants oh. to cuddle.
0: That's very familiar to my three dogs. <laughs> so I feel you. <laughs> um, my, ne- my next question is: What is your hidden talent?
1: Oh, okay. This, I don't know if this is a hidden ta- talent, but it's something that I. It, it's so it's so boring, but uh, I say it's negotiations.
0: So that's a very good hidden talent. Yeah, yeah.
1: my. Yeah. When I was in business school, I won our entire business classes negotiation
0: contest.
1: And I think a lot of it is part of it is because people underestimate women. And so if you kind of play into that a little bit, if you need to. Yeah. So you
0: can negotiate well.
1: I think oh, I, I just, that. I think I'm a terrible negotiator. Cause I just told everybody that that's, that's a potential skill of mine.
0: <laughs> but to be honest, you probably have many more up your sleeves. So that's just, you know, yeah, I think you're, I think you're a very good negotiator. I mean, I'm curious <laughs> also like, um, to the next question, cause I have an answer in my head, but I, I don't think it would be that. But, uh, if you weren't a beauty entrepreneur, what would you be doing? And my first thought was like a hostage negotiator or something like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I don't think do that would be it. But what would you be doing?
1: <laughs> uh, no, but I read a lot of books about that. That's an interesting mm. topic. I, yeah. In undergrad, I was actually a fine arts major and art history major. So I originally wanted, in my mind's eye, I was going to be an art history professor and then live in Italy in the summer and paint. Um, And so that didn't happen for very many reasons, but if I ever get lucky enough to... Go back to doing that, I would.
0: Well, yeah, keep that close because you never know. I think this this is the beauty of life. We can have many different experiences at many different stages. But um, that's why I always ask that question at the end. But Catherine, it's been such a pleasure and honor having you in the pod. Um, where can people continue to follow either yourself if you have socials you want to share, or if not just the brand itself? Mm-hmm. What are the handles?
1: So I do let the brand speak. So we're www.helloplayground.com or on social hello.playground and then um, I actually post more on the business side on LinkedIn. Nice. I like that. So that's just Catherine A. McGee. Because I do, to your point, like there's so much about what we do about changing categories, changing attitudes. We have to push so hard every day to put, you know, to grow our business. And um, I am like you. I'm really fascinating with connecting with people on those subjects.
0: 100%. Uh, well, I'm going to put all the links in the summary so people can just tap straight away, including the latest lab and the launch so people can um please discover it at their own time but Catherine I just want to say it's been such a pleasure um and honor having you in the pod and uh thank you for what you're doing in the industry it's uh, really important and I'm just excited I'm excited to see what's to come in the future and I'm also really glad we've connected because this mm-hmm. is just the beginning of many conversations to come agreed It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops.